Hey guys, welcome back to the Midfield Podcast. I'm Trace, along with my fellow co-host again, Brett Lane. <laughs> That's like our intro now. I feel like I think, it's I think just, so. It's just does single it, single name. Get on a T-shirt. Need, does it roll? They don't need to know my last. I'm name. not. Sh- I'm yeah, not really sure if it rolls, but if it seems a little awkward. Name. But I'm. Well, you guys wanted to introduce yourselves. I'm just letting you. you I don't know? know if I need like a. I give Bruce you. I'm giving you your respect. You think I need a Bruce Buffer yep. intro? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think you oh, do. Oh, that's good. No, I'm not gonna. Speaking from the right side. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about like the best Bruce Buffer moments for a little bit. Dude looks like he's gonna pass out all the time. Man, he really no gets way. into it though. There's no way he's like it's... so close to. Uh, I don't know. He's old. When it comes to announcers, is he like the goat and announcer? Him or his brother? Yeah, Michael Bruce or Michael Buffer. Which one was in? There was one of them in Real Steel, right? I can't remember. It might not have been Real Steel. You guys know Real Steel? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, he might not oh, have I been love Real Steel. Steel. What do you Bro, mean? Do Real I remember Steel's Real the movie, Steel. Dude. Do you ever watch it, Lane? It's the one with the robots. Yeah. yeah. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And Adam knocks Adam. out Zeus. Great scene, dude. Wait. did I, Adam didn't beat Zeus. No. Though. He lost a decision, but remember he knocked him out. Oh, yeah. He sat him down. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is another one Never coming out. Never sat down. No, I I saw uh, Hugh with, Jackman's. What they're waiting on the script. With Hugh Jackman. That's what I I thought. Hey, Don't quote hey, me on that. Let's go. Like there's another night of the uh, night, not night museum. National <laughs> treasure. There's another national treasure. Coming I did out. see that. I'm with Nick Cage. Yeah. Let's go. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of how we start our podcast. <laughs> Just a random conversation about a movie. It's like the icebreaker. You know, get us in the zone. Relaxed. No, can't say that. Never mind. No sponsor. <laughs> Never mind. Copyright. Yeah. If anybody wants to sponsor, feel free. Yeah, for real. Business inquiries. Uh, at Hit PBL Media. Out of group know. LLC, which we don't have, <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. Or just, you know, send us a DM on Instagram or I guess it's really just Instagram. I feel like we ought to put our email in our bio. Well, we'll get there. We'll get Just there. Just in case. You know, everyone that's actually serious, this is business inquiries here, and then that's got, like, their email. Should be like, hey, maybe yeah, a, can you guys talk about... Maybe Tostitos will hit us up or something. Tostitos. Ooh. Maybe. The little teas. Do you guys ever notice that? The, like, teas in Tostitos? They're, like, partying, eating chips? Uh-huh. With the, the know, logo. I, I probably saw that when I was, that, like, but... 13, watching, like... Things you've never noticed before. Like Good Mythical Morning or something? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably they talked about it, yeah. Um, I guess get right into it, all right? First Let's big go. discussion real quick. This was just brought up like the third, a minute yeah. before we started our podcast. A little topic here. Are you ready? Yep. Fellas, it. do you trust the analytics when it comes to scenarios? Uh, e- e- EX, uh... The Raiders going for two instead of kicking the game tying extra point. I'm, I'm gonna say yes and no. Okay. Why? Well, I think yeah, I, I yeah. think you can. It would take so much time and work, but they've already done it. Like they've already started to build like a computer calculator so process where you take every situation just based off position and score and whatnot. And then you can find out if you want to go for it, whatnot, you know, blah, blah, blah. What, what I don't think it accounts for is, like, like who who you got at each position, how they've been playing each night, 
which I mean, you could refine that down and be like, well, you got a good quarterback, you know. It would just take a whole lot of analyzing and assigning points or whatnot to, you know, build a calculator like that. It'd almost be like building a simulation, really. And take like a supercomputer to like run. Like a super, yeah, super insane if you really want to get down into it. So I'm sure you could add a few more variables to it to make it more refined and then do the analytics side. But right now, what Staley's doing and all that stuff, no, I don't think you should. So I'm going to put a little bit of my input on this. I think not all analytics are made equally because you got to think about it. These are just formulas that people have made and people are wrong all the time. I mean, these formulas are probably super complex and they do probably have a ton of variables in, the, in them, but they can't account for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think PFF has some really good grades for certain positions, and other positions are a lot harder to measure. I mean, like comparing O-line to quarterback grades, it's like O-line, you've got, you know, pressures allowed, sacks. Somehow they can measure win rate or whatever. Mm-hmm. But a quarterback, you know, you can't really measure, you know, just because they run outside of the pocket doesn't mean it's a bad play. It means mm-hmm. they're extending the play. Vice versa, you know, so many stuff they can put into that. But I think analytics can be a good thing to look at when you're deciding when to go for something, but it shouldn't be the de- the determinant factor. Yeah. Because, I mean, you guys have been in the zone before um, in sports. You know, if you're, like, you're unguardable or, like, in baseball, you know, you can just see the laces on the ball coming at at you. You know, I feel like you the strike zone is super mm-hmm. small. The ball's crazy huge, whatever. So I think if you have a guy, say your quarterback, like Tom Brady, um, he just has this thing about him. Late game drives, you know, analytics might say one thing, but man, you put the ball in his hand and he's going down the field and scoring. Yeah. So there's just the certain clutch gene factor that a guy's on that analytics can't always measure. That you know, it's hard to make that decision, but that's just kind of how legends like were made. Mm-hmm. Before analytics, you had like all these guys. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but. I mean, you put them in the situation, and they were going to succeed no matter what analytics said. Yeah, it's like like the old school rules. Um, basically, before analytics, people would get to into the opponent's side of the field, and it would be fourth and one, fourth and two, and they'd kick the field goal to go up by two possessions. Right? Mm-hmm. Analytics says no, go for that. It's only two yards. The success rate is this high. Whatever. But, you know, I, I still look at that and feel like two possessions is two possessions, right? Yeah. I mean, the other team can go down and score. You're still ahead, and you get the chance to get ball back. You know, you mentioned the Raiders going for two as opposed to kicking the field goal. You know, honestly, I would have, you know, probably kicked the field goal right there. You know, the Chiefs did it earlier in the game, too. They uh, they scored a touchdown. They were up by seven instead of just kicking an extra point and going up by eight and then forcing them to have to go for two if Las Vegas scores and try and get it to tie, they try to go for two to make it a two-possession game. So, you know, all these different situations, I I don't think analytics... I hate analytics, so obviously I feel like I can go against them. I think mm-hmm. they're a good tool to use to help your decision, but I don't think it should be the main factor. Yeah, I mean, kind of like what you said, like, 
like you put the ball in somebody's hands. I feel like it's so analytics don't really take and consider like what could happen, you know, like it's more of like, Oh, you do this, you know, like this, like, I guess it kind of could be, it could happen, but you know, like in L like with Las Vegas the other day, it takes into account. Oh yeah. You, you get in the end zone. Okay. You're up by one, you know, Kansas city's got to do this, which Kansas city all the time goes in the field and scores in like 10 seconds anyway. So like, it's not like it really matters. But I feel like analytics has become such a thing of I, – I don't think that coaches should really look at analytics as much as they do, especially like offensive and defensive coordinators because you, you never really take into account what could happen, you know, what could go wrong, stuff like that. You take into account, oh, this says, you know, like you said, fourth and one, fourth and two, you know, it says you should go for it. You have a great success rate. But, like – If you don't If get. you don't, yeah. Next thing you know, they're scoring like two plays later. It's right. just – Stuff like that. And, you know, when you look at analytics, too, uh, just, like, talking about things that are higher, things that should happen. I mean, the Bills taking, like, the 90s. Bills win the Super Bowl, like, four years in a row, right? They lost all four years. <laughs> I mean, they were. I think they were favored in, like, two of them. And, like, you know, stuff like that, too, that I, I look back. I mean, you can't always – I don't think you can really trust it at all when it comes to stuff like that. So, And I just thought about this. So, analytics – they measure certain statistics and situations equally. They don't measure if, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes back at quarterback on a third That's and ten versus Baker Mayfield back at quarterback. It's mm-hmm. the same. It basically yeah. tells you the same thing. And they're looking at it in, like, a mathematical set of points. That's my, that's my big point. I'm like, yeah. you're not considering who's at what position or how they're doing it. You're looking at it at a situ like a – one down, like a whatever that down is at that certain situation, that frame, a fourth and two, and you're just looking at the success rate based off like two things. I mean, at least that's what from an NFL fan, that's what how we're viewing it. Maybe they have a totally different system, but mm-hmm. like you're saying, you're not considering yeah. the fact that maybe you got Mahomes back there, or Mahomes has been on one all game, or he's been playing cold. You know, you can't put that into the calculator. Right, it's. Math and numbers can't measure a guy like Mahomes or like Russell Wilson, guys that can extend plays by like running out of the pocket mm-hmm. and potentially making that play longer, or as opposed to Matt Ryan statue in the pocket. If his you know receivers aren't open, boom, he's sacked. You know, yeah, or, or fumbles probably. You know, or like say I put like a scenario in my head real quick. Say like. I don't know, fourth and one, your running back has like, say it's Melvin Gordon has like 101 yards, you know, 15 mm-hmm. carries. And it says, Oh, fourth and one at the, like the Rams, like 35. Well, it says like, yeah. Analytics say, yeah, you should go for it. Analytics doesn't take into effect that they have Bobby Wagner and exactly Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald on their side. Right. So, I mean, like mm-hmm. it, it takes into fact, Oh, this it like in the past, this has happened so-and-so, but that wasn't against the Rams, you know. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, obviously there is some analytics that go like, oh, the Rams on fourth and one run this kind of setup or, you know, this kind of scheme. But and I mean, historically, guys have, I mean, before analytics, coaches have made decisions that I put quotations around it being analytics. I mean, everyone always did these things for a reason because it historically is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you could argue, I mean, that's that's a certain type of analytics, but it's not as in-depth of people as people have made it and what it is today, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost just like, 
Like, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, the whole... you get possession type deal. Right. People would always, you know, go and, you know, make it a two-possession game instead of going for it because that was the... And like you know, the smart hypothetical thing. analytical like smart low, way to it's do like it. a low risk, low reward type thing. But yeah, now analytics are trying to disprove that with what they think is the better thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as opposed to how this is always how the game's been played, and historically has worked out for making it. You know, a two possession as opposed to analytics. It's yeah. you know, just so many different variables that can go into these. It's, that's that's why I don't think. Unless if you put all those variables in it and figure out how to calculate it, yeah, you could use it to your advantage. I don't think it's the right thing to do, you know? And that technically when you're there were no analytics and you're just feeling the game out, you're almost kind of doing those analytic calculation variables in your head, you know, just by feeling out the game. Yeah. And That's what separated the good coaches from the great coaches. Exactly, and that's, and that's why I think you you could use them to your advantage but i don't think you should i don't think it's the right thing we've seen it in uh, baseball it kind of sucks now cuz of all that it's so analytical yeah baseball's that i feel like that's kind of put a damper on baseball especially yeah. just cuz like the shifts and stuff like mm-hmm. that like you're seeing like so many players just and that's like a topic for a different thing but like yeah i agree like it creates kind of like a oh like like what a, do we do it's kind like of a robotic type yeah. thing it's like a you know, You're taking the human out of it, the human yeah. aspect. It's like calculated. It's yeah. If you way. make it so analytical, everyone's gonna do what the analytics says every time, even though that you know that may not be the right call. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a feel for, like I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's kind of like the, me- just the, the meta. It. Yeah, it's everyone's doing the same thing about best chances or whatever. Yeah. Even though it may not be like you just have to have a feel for in the moment, like mm-hmm. like you guys have been, you know. It's just like beating a dead horse, you know? (laughs) How the game's going. Like, you have to make the decision in the moment based on how things have happened. And it's, there's just something, I don't, I can't put it into words, you know? Like I said, Brady's got it, all these clutch quarterbacks, Mahomes, Rodgers, you know, all the great quarterbacks, you know, Manning had it. What makes them able to come back? And I don't think it's something analytics can even take into effect. It's just these guys have it. And like other people don't, yep. you know. Yeah, it's like it's your, your eleven versus their eleven. You know, yep. take away the robotic part element that you're talking about, like AI right. element. I mean, they're all human out there. Nobody performs the exact same on every play, but you can give your guys one heck of a pep talk, yeah. And instantly, you know, maybe for that play, that drive, they play way above, you know, what they're expected to. It's exactly like what you're gonna do. Okay, well, Brady gave him a, we gave him a pep talk, and Brady's been on one this game, so that's gonna make sure that we go for it on this fourth down. I uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen. So the other night, I was, I, driving home from my class, and I caught this brief little segment. I didn't hear the entire thing from uh, Rich Eisen's show. He was on there with um, uh, David, like Bosniak or some former USC. I I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. But they were talking about this um, Ayushka some tea or something like that. And it's some sort of psychedelic. Okay. Ayahuasca? Huh? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, That's yeah. What's Rogers? Rogers, yeah. So Rogers has talked about it, I know. And now this guy was on Rich Eisen's show who drank it and has been through all the rituals, some sort of shaman deal. Mm-hmm. But 
apparently Rich Eisen was saying and talking to him, this guy said he totally understands everything that Roger says now. It's like uh, <laughs> Jahir Alexander said something about how, like, if the defense is not playing good, it's not playing good. And Rogers was like, no, man, you got to have some positive manifestations or something like that. Yeah. But he completely, this um, former SEAL team member who has done this, like, completely understands everything he's saying. Like, these guys that have done it are in the present. They're in the now. Yeah. It's like what this whole thing is about. And it's like they're aligning like their matrix or something and straightening it out. I know this sounds like a bunch of garbage, and maybe it is. But it, I don't know. It's just something like the analytics doesn't, you know, take into fact. Like the whole mentality aspect, mm-hmm. you know, just back to the, some guys have it, some don't. That's why there's a mental and physical, you know. That's why everybody always teaches you. You gotta win the game mentally, not physically so much. Just making the right mental, you know, decisions. Stick to the grind. Enjoy, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your family, family time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shout out to your former coach there. <laughs> may or may every, not look like Tom Brady. <laughs> every post game speech, practically. Enjoy your family time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, decision. Um, Analytics kind of sucks. Yeah, and I guess it's a final Staley's verdict. Thankfully, not really succeed. Not, not pretty much succeeding with them. So yeah, maybe that. Hopefully, that doesn't take over in NFL. And in yeah, discussion. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair I, enough. I'm done with it too. <laughs> Time to move on to the next. That one. was a good discussion. Though. Oh, I yeah. actually, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, what do we have in the next time? It was a... Completely baffled my mind. Hey, Devon- Adams. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Devon- the Devontae... This kind of goes off the last game. Well, our last topic, too. Raiders, Chiefs. Um, so, Devontae Adams, at the end of their loss against Kansas City, their 30-29 loss, it's coming off the field. And as he's coming off the field, obviously, Devontae's probably upset. So, this oh, doesn't he- add to the moment at all. Uh, on camera, right? Right after the game was, game was over, he, like... Sh- Rose slams his helmet on the ground. So, yeah, he was furious. Yeah. So, at the end of the game, as he's walking off, headed to the tunnel, um, cameraman, uh, he, he got a little bit in front of him, cut, you know, cut across. You know, he looks like he still had some good distance between him and the cameraman. Yeah. Devontae Adams decides, I'm going to push this man to the ground, shoves him. I mean, completely <laughs> pushes him to the ground. Demolishes man. Dude goes down with his 400-pound camera. I'm kidding. It's not really that much, but... Goes down with it, you know. Devontae yeah, Adams just walks off. Right. Not doesn't even help him he up. Just kind of like looks at him. Didn't he really walked. didn't? It's like AI stepping over Tyron Lue practically. <laughs> like no remorse. Nope. But so after the fact, he did go on Twitter and apologize. Can it did not quick. really seem like the most Awkward. heartfelt apology, in my opinion. It felt forced. Like, but I know as a celebrity, sometimes you know, maybe he. His agent's like, man, you can't do that. You gotta apologize right now. And maybe he was still frustrated, yeah. so he still needed time to actually work up a real apology. Or maybe it was from the heart. I don't know. It's, you know, it's over text. I you can't really get the whole meaning over, yeah, like just words. It's pretty hard. But so, did you get it pulled up? Uh, his tweet. He actually deleted the tweet. Oh, but like he deleted see. it. Yeah, he, the tweet is deleted of him apologizing, probably because it looked it did not add to it. It, it made it worse because it was not heartfelt. You he, read that and you were like, okay, like, that's, he didn't even say the guy's name. It's like 
guy mm. that I pushed down if yeah. you see this. <laughs> I'm mm. sorry. But yeah, the the cameraman, here's the report on it. Uh, he filed the police report. Uh, he went to the hospital with injuries after the game. I heard that he had supposed concussion and or whiplash. That's... I, I don't know if he got whiplash from it, but... Yeah, so right now Devontae Adams is definitely looking at a suspension. Obviously, what is he said he was charged, right? Misdemeanor, yeah, it was felony mis- assault. I got it, it right was. here. It's he's been charged with a city ordinance violation, which is a little over than a state misdemeanor assault charge. Was this Kansas City? This is for from Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it even funnier to me. It's Kansas City did it. Yeah, it carries a fine of two hundred fifty dollars to a thousand. Or up to 180 day, under 180 days in jail, or both. <laughs> Imagine he goes to jail for half a year. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, he'll have bail. That's just jail. Yeah, he'll, and he's just gonna he'll pay a, the fine. A thousand dollars is pennies to him. Yeah. For him to get half a year in jail for the pushing of somebody. I mean, if, you know, on a personal level, you know, like, or I don't know. Him shoving him down is obviously not a good look. Yeah. Not the right thing to do. He shouldn't be in jail for 180 days. No, that's... And here's the thing, too. Like, obviously, what he did was terrible. Don't condone it at all. Don't agree with him at all. But, I mean, cameraman, we talked about it before. Why are you walking Why? right in front of him at the end of a football game, you know? Which it's like, you made the point, like, he didn't look like he saw him at all, but mm-hmm. still, it's, like... These yeah. camera guys are running all over the place. <laughs> I know they have, like, jobs to do or whatever because... In reality, like Hollywood, like all the media stuff, it probably is a pretty critical business. I know people like lose hair over this stuff, mm. but yeah, maybe he shouldn't have been walking there. But at the same time, like Devonte should, at the very most, you you bump into each other just a little bit, make it look accidental, and move on. Like that's it. And I know you're frustrated, but and there's no excuse for that, in my opinion. This. You know, Devontae is a multimillionaire. He's got nothing to worry about in life yeah. past a sports game and goes and just shoves some guy that's trying to do his job. Which, yeah, I mean, maybe he was just, like, heated in the moment and then, like, like he said, he may have just, like, just, like frustrated and just pushed him and then he was, like, saw him on the ground. He's like, oh, crap, yeah, you know, like I he... shouldn't have done that. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's how I felt, maybe not. Still not the right thing to do. Yeah. No, definitely not. And, you know, I, I don't know, because the Raiders are in a bad position anyway. What are they, one and four right now? And now your best receiver is facing suspension. The league's probably going to suspend them. So. Darren Waller's out. Waller's out. Won me my fantasy game. That's all that. That's all <laughs> that. So clutch. <laughs> Just because he got hurt right first quarter, wasn't it? I, did he even play? He, he played like two points. snaps. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I remember him coming off the field and not going back in. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess I mean it's not really much to say there other than Devontae Adams pushed a fan. No, I want. I think yeah. I might have a picture of the police report. Maybe it disappeared. I mean, my man that got pushed down. He's he's trying to get that bag. I, I respect mm-hmm. it. It's true. Yeah, I mean, it'll be pennies to Devontae Adams, honestly. For go get what's yours, brother. Right. Go ahead. I know, I know what his name is. I'm not gonna say it. Oh, dude, I got another. <laughs> um, so, uh, Casey, some local Casey news station, they released the police report. It had Devontae Adams' address on it without like blurring it out or anything. 
Really? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Like the full address? Yeah. No, I lo- I... <laughs> like home address? P.O. Yeah, box. I, I looked it up. <laughs> it's someplace in Las Vegas. No, it's in California. Straight up, there's this house right now. I'm on Google Maps right now. Bro, Dude, that's terrible. In California. Like the media released that? Yeah, it was on, it was on the police report. Come on, man. I saw something from Rappaport, and he blurred out uh, the guy's name. But then in the description of like what happened, they had his name listed right there. I'm really? Like, I'm like, man, that didn't go so well. No. And, yeah, I thought that was insane. That... I don't know. Weird, I, weird media, situation. I, I guarantee that news station's getting a lot of lash back for that because that, that's also unprofessional. Yeah. You can't cover a f- athlete being unprofessional by releasing another statement about being unprofessional in itself. It's like, come on, just do it right. someone step up to the plate. Like, I don't know. I, if I was Devontae Adams, I know I would be frustrated as crap. And, you know, if I did push him down, you know, and walk out, I feel like there was a lot of steps afterwards he could have done in light to make things look a little bit better. Like, reach out to the guy. I don't know if the guy would have wanted the Devontae Adams jersey, but, you know, (laughs) at least send him, like, a signed jersey or something, right? Yeah. You do, like, a little jersey swap, sign on the numbers. Sorry, man, I pushed you over. (laughs) Get his neon camera vest. (laughs) Get it autographed. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess I mean it's really in the discussion, you know. Yeah. I don't really think that. Much, Who knows if much he gets more. suspended? How long? Yeah. How long will he get suspended? Probably this game or two. Game. Yeah. I mean, Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay got four games for breaking a vacuum. <laughs> but the that's the that's the hard part about all this is that it's the stuff outside of the NFL where I feel like they. They might leave they out scru- some stuff too. They scrutinize it more. It's like stuff that happens on the field or within Ooh. this within the facility. I don't think they take as serious. It, yeah. I think that's different anyway. Like, because these are all athletes. I mean, these are all people within a private organization. Mm-hmm. But when you start harming the general public, that's, that's when they, that's, that's when they different. start. Like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that, right? Because yeah. that's. All these players are under, like, the NFLPA, right? And they're already represented within each other. But the general public, I mean, these are just innocent people coming to have, you know, a little bit of entertainment. Yeah. And when they're getting harmed like that, it's I think that's different. That's mm-hmm. a lot different. Yeah, that's, kind of, that's why I think Willie Gay got so much time, which I'm surprised he got that many games, is because it was, like, a off-the-field issue, you know? Kind of like Calvin Ridley, too. Yeah. Like Calvin's Bro, Cal- he got a whole year. <laughs> he he got the short end of the stick in that deal. Yeah. Does Sean Watson only getting like how many games? Thirteen? Eleven. Eleven? He's he comes back week twelve. Over twenty some allegations of sexual assault. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah. De- Devontae's <sighs> probably getting suspended one game. Yeah, I think so. he's probably just agree on that. One, two games. Yeah, that's it. All right, fellas, ready for the next one? Right. Got I'm the ready. Panthers situation as a whole. Um, from like what? Fuck yeah. You're yeah. gonna put down their fire sale. Fire sale? <laughs> question mark. Yep. That could be on its way. You know. Percent off. Matt Rule's on his way out, which I can't. I'm not even a Panthers fan, but let me go ahead and just, just say I'm happy for you people in Carolina. I Amen. Know, I don't know how many people live in Carolina. You know, I, North Carolina, South Carolina. I know there's two Mr. of them. Mr. Beast. Okay. Yep. I know there's beaches you're there. Right, you're right. Myrtle Beach. Got Clemson, South Carolina. 
Yeah, North Carolina. Got Chapel Game Hill. Cox. Gamecocks, yeah. Tar Heels. I think Wake oh. Forest is out there, too. Could be wrong. But, oh, my goodness. Matt Rule, from the very beginning, was just not a good hire. This guy, he coached at Baylor, right? And I believe the year he left Baylor, Baylor was either 9-3 and three or 10-2, and two, which is really good. I thought he was a pretty good coach at Baylor. I mean, it, they were pretty successful under him. Yeah, I mean, relatively. they had. But here's the thing. That does not immediately translate to, oh, this guy, you know, he had Baylor ranked in the top 20. Okay, let's go throw him in an NFL scheme. No, that's just a terrible idea. There is so few college coaches who could actually make the transition and be good at it. Saban didn't even like, no. trans- transition. So. Pete Carroll had a Pete Carroll went to the NFL, went back to college, went to USC, and then came back to Seattle, which Pete Carroll's probably – one that we can say probably had a good run, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, easily. But dude, I don't know. I just I feel I feel happy for you, Carolina fans. Not for what's about to happen to your franchise, but the fact that you got a new coach and things are kind of trending. I can't really know. I don't really know how they're trending. I don't know if I'd say they're going up right now because of the rumors, but See, I, they're going flat line, maybe low up. I think. Uh, it's a I mean, you have a good stock. You have a good point. Like hardly ever, few and far between, have we ever seen a college coach. Head coach transitioned straight to an NFL head coach. I mean, the game's a lot different, faster paced, um, so much more strategy. I mean, you are at the pro level. And not only that, I think it's a respect thing. Like, you got these kids who have come out of the college into the pros, but also have to have, like, your coach come out of college to the pro. It's like, yeah, right? But, like, say, I think it's different to have a guy come out of college and be a coordinator or. Um, maybe not even that, just like um, QB coach, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of coach, and then work your way up because, you know, you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. you got to be in the system, work your way up, gain that respect, learn how the game works, and then I think you could be successful. Yeah. Um, I got a nice point. Yep. I don't know. It might, if we're still talking about college and coaches and whatnot, but he, so he got fired, you know, he had an insane contract. Then forty million left, right? He getting paid eight hundred thirty four grand a month for the next forty eight months, <laughs> almost a mil a month. I bet that'll probably keep the lights on at his house. I'd say happy so. Bobby Vanilla Day. Yeah, <laughs> it's like looking right here. Uh, so the reason for the firing, Carolina Panthers owner. This is from Associated Press. David Tepper said he ran out of patience with Matt Rule's inability to get the franchise over the hump. Mm-hmm. He was the first NFL coach to be fired this season. Went 11 and 27, and left roughly 40 million on the table, which is still obviously he's going to get it. Uh, Seven-year guaranteed, 62 million dollar contract from 2020 when he jumped from Baylor to the National Football League, which is just at did you, never did you a good just idea. Say 11 and 21. That was his record. 27. 11 27. and 27. So I got, I got this one, one and right four here. this year. He went one and 21. When his opponent scored 17 plus points. For context, the Chicago Bears have scored 17 points per game this year. Well, he went 1 and 27. He didn't. He won one of those games out of his eleven where the and opponent scored. That's more not than even like trailing by 17. That's just when they when score they, 17. When they score or more. 17, yeah, <laughs> that's bad. And I think they have a real. They have a good young core. Do they not? They're just. Uh, not, they've had a lot of problems with quarterback. Did. They did have a good young core before this. Before, about to, come before through, it's yeah. about to go, yeah, yeah. That, that team did have a lot of talent. Yeah. I mean, really, they got McCaffrey at running back. You had Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Who, I mean, Robbie Anderson was, I mean, a pretty good receiver um, on the Jets. 
Went to Carolina. He's still pretty decent. DJ Moore, I think, is super underrated just because he's in that offense. Didn't they have Curtis Samuel, too? Yep. Yeah. They had Curtis Samuel. I mean. Yeah, Brian Burns coming off the edge. Um, Man, who else do they have on that defense? I feel like. Um, they got Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin. Yeah. They had Deontay Gilmore Johnson, last year. Or, uh, Dante Jackson. Uh-huh. They got. Um, Forced Horn. Luke Keekley into retirement, pretty much. They got J.C. Horn. J.C., yeah. C.J. So, Henderson. Thoughts, they I they got some pretty good young guys uh, in the corner. C.J. Henderson. He not get traded. The Jags. He's like the sixth pick. Oh, yeah, he did get traded to the Panthers last year, didn't he? Mm. And they had Gilmore at one point. Yeah, I mean, it's just, true. But Gilmore's here, locking down in Indianapolis again. The five quarterbacks he had was Teddy Bridgewater. All right. Cam Newton, bad. <laughs> yeah. Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker. Shout out. Uh, Battlehawks? Yeah, no, was it Battlehawks? No, he played for the Houston team. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> But I was thinking XFL and then Baker Mayfield, trash. At least right now. Uh, no, he's they need to move on from Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, he didn't I have agree. A good QB, but I don't know. There's other teams doing more with like what they have and still managing to be competitive. Like mm-hmm. Jets with Joe Flacco. I mean, they weren't winning lots of games, but they were scoring. They were being competitive. You know, I guarantee. When, you know, they gave up 17, they were still at least in the game and could have probably done a lot better than 1-21, Yeah, you know. Um, heck. I mean, and you also got to consider that most of the say, you know, when it comes to GM and coaches, they they both have it probably like a 60-40, you know. I, I don't know. The GM definitely asked the coaches, like, who do you want? At, who would fill the spot for you know at quarterback? Mm-hmm. And you know he probably gave his thoughts and opinions on that. You know, so it's not like he's not at fault for having those guys at quarterback. He probably had some say in it too. Hey, next season, once the uh, Carolina gets Bryce Young, we'll find out. Uh, C.J. Stroud or C.J. Stroud. You're right. I'm going. I'm going C.J. Stroud. If I was him, I Stroud season. Um. But yeah, I mean, so let's talk about that fire sale for a second. Yeah. So I mean, I think we kind of make, kind of talk about making a video on this, especially. But like, just to go over real quick, um, came out was it two days ago, three days ago maybe? Pretty recent. That the Panthers were actually interested in shopping, not shopping. Am I yes, thinking shopping? No, shopping. Shop, shopping. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sorry, I was getting. I thinking about the baseball, the whole trade deadline. All those terms get me confused. Shopping Christian McCaffrey, which is kind of interesting because that's their. I mean that's that's their franchise. Yeah, that's I'm being honest. Offense, that's bro. that's them. Think Carolina, you think Christian McCaffrey? I don't, so what do you guys think about that? Whoever ends up with him is going to get a really dynamic player. I don't know if we get the was it 2019 CMC that was just like yeah, historically that, insanely good rushing. Two thousand yards from scrimmage. Like a thousand receiving, thousand rushing. Yeah, or something. something like that. Yeah, he's a very good receiving back. Yeah, like yeah, the best receiving back I think we've seen. I, I would go ever honestly, like mm. insanely good and can run the ball. It's just so fundamentally there. Honestly, mm. I mean, he just does everything right. He's not uberly athletic or anything. Granted, he's super agile. You know, whatever. It's like all those memes. It's like he's got that. He's got that motor. He's got that drive. <laughs> that mm. dog. He's got. <laughs> He did come from Stanford, though, so pretty smart guy. Smart guy. Um, he, if he can stay healthy, that I think that's just that's the question. Of course, he's got 
a pretty bad contract for whoever's going to want to take that on. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, you know, no matter how good a running back is, I don't think may, CMC would be the only guy I would justify paying that kind of money to. Yeah. And if that. But I don't remember who it was like Bills, Packers. No, there Packers was, weren't in there, were they? So there was four to six teams that have called. The two that people really know about right now are the Eagles and the Bills. Yeah. Eagles. Okay. Eagles would be interesting because I don't really. Nah, don't I don't do it, Eagles. Them, I don't see them as a team that would use him the way that Carolina has been able to use him effectively because yeah. their offense, like they have Miles Saunders and who who is uh, Kenneth Gainwell, yeah. Boston yeah. Scott. Mm. But Bills got they're not really. Res- receiving backs so I don't think Saunders has been a very Miles good Sanders on the is about he's an average receiving back yeah I mean I don't know I just feel like with their offense that wouldn't work amazing unless but then again you I never need, know I until I need Miles Sanders to pop off fantasy too they're run heavy but you're not really utilizing them the best no you're, you're using, running like you said read out like there's been a lot of read options this year that's what it feels like especially yeah. Jalen Hurts I mean I haven't, wa- I haven't been able to watch a Eagles game based off location you know yeah the NFL. Mm. I know. One anyway. thing is interesting, though, because we're talking about the Bills. Running back routes ran. Christian McCaffrey is one at 137, and Singletary's at 136. So they're sending Singletary out like quite a bit is what you're saying. Yeah, but whether his ability is on the same level as McCaffrey, yeah. probably not at all. Probably not, but is him, it, can you him. like see how many like receiving yards Singletary has? So I know McCaffrey has 188 receiving yards. 188. And a touchdown. He's got like, 72 carries, 324 yards on the ground. Dude, a lot of that. It, Baker Mayfield does not look his no. way at all. I've seen clips of CMC being wide open, like, multiple times. And, no, it's just Baker being Baker, I guess. I feel like this trade, this is something that will happen. I feel like that he will be on the move in the coming, what, three weeks? I think I'd say three weeks. I give it three week window. He's on the move, if not sooner. The way this has been able to gain traction, I think the Carolina is going to have to take on some of that contract if he's getting moved, though. Yeah, financially, for any competitive team to take that contract on, that kind of ruins your future years of success. It just makes it that much harder, in my opinion. Singletary isn't bad. He's got 18 catches for 145 and a touchdown. He and he's averaging 4.3. With 170 yards rushing, but we're already we're also five weeks into this, and he's only ha- he only's got 171 rushing yards. Yeah, it's not. It's only 34 yards a game. Jeez. Yeah, but then again, Buffalo hasn't ever been they the just, past couple years. No, I mean you could see obviously by the amount of routes ran by him that they they run the ball. Yeah, pass the ball. They're very pass heavy. I just think if Buffalo does get him, that Adds a whole nother layer to that offense that mm-hmm. has looked pretty good so far this year. Pretty great, actually. Gabe Davis. Yeah. Well, we he, could talk about that, but. Oh, I, dude, I woke up on fantasy. I woke up, uh, not woke up. I was in church. Got out of church, checked my phone. Dude, I already have 16 points. <laughs> one play, 98 yards, one touchdown from Gabe <laughs> Davis. I was like, hey. And I looked later and I got 30 points, two receptions, 100 and what? 60 yards, two touchdowns. God dang. <laughs> their, their team would be crazy with. McCaffrey, yeah, for sure. It would, who who else do we think would suit them well? We're trying trying to 
figure out who's the real teams right now. They're not faking it, you know. Yeah. Like we thought Jags were gonna be good, but let's look. So this is on CBS. This is what CBS is saying that the Commanders doesn't um, seem reasonable at all. Eagles, 49ers, Broncos, Rams, and Bills. The Rams, that would make sense, but you know, that's a whole different thing right now. I don't think the Rams' offense has looked good in general, and I don't know how much that's really going to change, especially because Stafford has looked like a bottom-tier quarterback this year. Yeah. I, don't, I, I feel like having someone like McCaffrey on the Rams, actually like a reliable safety valve like that, I think it actually help him out a lot. I mean, Cam Akers is like – Falling off the face of the earth, I feel like, mm-hmm. like just I don't know, he just hasn't looked the same. Achilles. So right, and I I don't know. I feel like if you get someone like McCaffrey in there, I mean, Stafford struggled to throw the ball medium deep. I mean, you get someone who can kind of cook in the you know, the short game. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that could help him out pretty well. You say 49ers. I think 49ers would be cool. Yeah, 49ers is on there. But Jeff Wilson has looked pretty good. Tevin Coleman is coming back, too. Yeah, they, they signed Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman got, like, two rushing touchdowns like they get last two. game. Yeah. And Jeff Wilson still produced, though, somehow. Mm-hmm. So, the Bills are the perceived top suitors right now among NFL GMs, what they've been saying. Um, so, a trade I'm, I'm at uh, Clutch Points, uh, they, they made this trade. I think this should happen. Bills get Chris McCaffrey. Panthers get 2023 first-round pick, 2023 third-round pick, and James Cook, which I noticed like NFL trades don't really – they don't equal – yeah. Because, I mean, Amari Cooper got traded, what, for a six-round pick? I mean – but NFL picks are, like, few and far between. Like, when you think about, like, baseball, I think that's what we – that's what I think about. Like, there's just so many picks. But football is just, like – Seven. Yeah. yeah. Your pick could become – Really good. Yeah, very reliable and. We think yeah. about it. They're Mr. Irrelevance, like what two something? Two ninety nine. Is it two ninety nine? I don't know. But you got to think about it. You're picking out of the top two fifty. Yeah. Every single team's picking out of the top two fifty. I guess actually they're pretty valuable. You know, I'd say. It's like two twenty six or something. Oh, I'm trying to think of that. No, it's two fifty something. Two fifty. Yeah. I thought it was two fifty six. Maybe. It's something. I'm gonna get my numbers mixed up. Maybe two hundred something. Regardless, you know that those picks. He's probably not going to be traded for those picks. In all honesty, it's probably going to be something cheap, and everybody's going to be like, "Well, why would we not do that?" You know. Yeah. So, one thing I, you know, I'm a biased Broncos fan, but Ed McCaffrey played for the Broncos, and you know Christian always grew up a Broncos fan. I think that'd be cool. What you want out? That would be an yeah. What you want out? Draft draft imagine control. next year though, you got Javante like. Work that kind of like workhorses running back. To the moon. That would be the like. Would that be better than like a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, like tandem back? I don't know. Nick Chubb's insane, best pure runner runner in the league in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But Javante, I mean, he shows me signs of Nick Chubb. He's he's not there yet, but dude breaks tackles like no other. CMC is far better back than Kareem Hunt. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. That would, that would be insane. We don't split backfield. We don't have the draft capital. I mean, no, yeah. <laughs> no, no don't. but that would be really cool if we could pull something off. Like yeah. That. But yeah. realistically, does he get, do they, does Carolina help strengthen the bills or do they send them off? I think 49ers would be cool because Stanford's in California, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I think 
I think I'm, I think I'm might in that situation. I might have to go with the Bills. I don't know. Honestly, I kind of hope so. As a Chiefs fan, the Bills will win the Super Bowl this year. But I feel like I really mess them up down the line. Hopefully, that's my, <laughs> that's my prayer. Yeah. But anyway, what's uh, uh, this? Is an interesting we thing also coming talk out of about Carolina. How bad Baker's playing? If we even want to get into that, I don't. He's I, pretty. I don't even know if we want to get so, into that. It's just bad. I, I, I'm going to hit on it for just a second. I'm, I'm just so curious. Like, so he threw, like, the most touchdowns as a rookie quarterback or something, right? Yep. Actually looked pretty solid. You know, I mean, for rookie standards, it was really solid. But uh, then just disappeared, like, after that. He had a really, he had a really solid first season. He fell off. Didn't play too too well. He came back and played a little bit solid. And I think that's when he got traded. So people have been blaming his coach. Like, um, was it Kitchens? Who, yeah, it was, it was Brady Kitchens. Kitchens. Who, yeah, great, granted. Yeah, wasn't a great coach. And so they were kind of blaming him once. Where's his career status at? You know, once he started struggling in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Well, it gets traded and has not looked any better at all here in Carolina. It's still not a great situation, especially with yeah, Matt Rule, you know, that whole ordeal. But that's just what I don't understand is how you can look so good your first year and he just hasn't been able to build on top of that. Hmm. He had 27 touchdowns, which that I think that record's been broken since then by Herbert. Yeah, right? the rookie Passing touchdown record. Yeah. Um, 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. It's quite a bit. Next season has 22 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. So he struggled there. But then 2020 comes in, throws 26 touchdowns and to eight interceptions. So yeah. pretty solid season, though, as being number one. He was number one pick, right? I was about to say. I'll, I'll tell yeah, you after was. this. Okay. But, yeah, um, third-year man, I, I would call that a disappointing season. Um, seventeen to thirteen. After that, and then this year he's four touchdowns, four picks so far. Yeah, what do you got? I mean, I just remember watching him play in college, and like, he just didn't seem like that guy that you're like. He looks like the leader. He's gonna do everything right, you know. But I mean, I guess you just risk it, take the pick. But he was included in the same draft as Josh Allen and. Lamar Jackson. That's granted. Lamar Jackson, you didn't know his ceiling. No, nobody really thought he was gonna be a passer. And Josh Allen kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, right. that's, that's the difference between like you know, like college when it college and NFL. Like yeah. Baker, I think Baker was that guy at Oklahoma. I mean, he really was. I mean, they made the college football playoff. Played Georgia. They played Georgia really well. It was a really good Georgia defense that, that year. That was at the Rose that was Bowl. The Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching that game. And, you know, Josh Allen, with Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming, mm-hmm. Lamar coming out of Louisville. I mean, you can only put so much together, you know, playing in the Big 12, Big Sky, what's Louisville in the ACC? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, you can't really, when it comes to football, you know, there's, I'm getting off on a little tangent real quick, but football in like SEC, Big 12, it's so different. I mean, it's just different styles of football. And the, the Big 12 has been known for just no, defense whatsoever like yeah. for a long time so 
I mean, it just kind of that's where like you the number one pick thing kind of come in. Like, okay, he looks amazing, but like when you really get down to it, yeah. who is he playing on defense? How many realistically? How many of these guys on defense are going to go play at the next level? I mean, stuff like that. I I know I know what you're saying, and I guarantee like those NFL scouts have been through all of this, right? They're scouting the tape and everything. But I almost wonder if they draft. A lot of times, I feel like teams will draft based on what they think they can fix. Like I don't know, I didn't feel like Baker was like, you know, people always talk about you know generational prospects and all this stuff. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. He wasn't like the greatest QB prospect, even though he popped off at like Oklahoma. You know, looked really good, but so did all these other guys who. I mean, Bailey Zappi threw 60-some touchdowns, and granted, it was still D1, but not the same type of SEC like you were talking about, but still it drops down to wherever he got drafted, right? Um, I mean, you could go look back uh, when uh, Josh Rosen, Mitchell Trubisky, they were like... Pac-12 and right, then ACC. They were supposedly the legit... QB prospects in that class, mm-hmm. the class that had Patrick Mahomes in it, you know. Um, it's just, I don't know. Is it really that difficult to draft QBs like that we think? I'm sure it is because nobody knows how they're going to actually take their work ethic to the next level. I yeah. feel like that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, that's why, that's kind of my point I was getting at. It's like, he did look good, but the lead, that'll, off the field leader stuff, you know. He got all that advertisement money. <laughs> State Farm. Yeah. So I mean, I I mean obviously I'm not probably not as informed as I should be, but he just he didn't see to me he didn't seem like he's just gonna be like your. I mean, you obviously it's hard to find somebody that's gonna be like your Rogers or whatever, you know. Yeah. But I that he was probably the best available option for them. And it's always uh, – people don't really talk about this, but the star quarterbacks in the league haven't came from, like, schools that you'd think. Like, Aaron Rodgers was from Cal. Yeah. I don't like, know. Who are they playing? Josh, yeah, Josh Allen, Wyoming. I think Cal – Cal Pac-12, I think, yeah. yeah. Wyoming, I think Wyoming's big sky. I mean, stuff like that. Lamar, Louisville, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes Texas, Texas Tech. Tech I mean they're they're not part of they're not part of SEC are they? Mm-mm. They're Big Twelve, and then I'm trying to I'm just can't even think like can't Trey Lance and Zach Michigan. Wilson, like Zach Wilson BYU. Both, Trey, Trey Lance is what North Dakota State. Yeah, both yeah. guys that got drafted crazy high. Yeah, coming out of schools like that, which I think it's probably jumping the gun into like ceiling, like yeah. projecting that, ceiling and right. stuff like that. Kind of like that's Trayvon what I was kind of getting at earlier. Trayvon Walker, this. You know, drafted number one overall, only had like six sacks maybe or something, you know. At Georgia. At Georgia. But they weren't, they're were also playing them like off-ball linebacker, not edge or whatever. Yeah, and then Kayvon Thibodeau. Like you got to also like playing at Oregon, playing at Georgia, you know. Oregon's playing Pac-12, Georgia's playing mm-hmm. SEC. Georgia playing everybody last year, and he, they played great last year, and their old defense played great. So, I mean, you know, it's just, it's perspective, I feel like. It's hard to draft and drafting Baker number one, you know, wherever way you view it, he hasn't really panned out to probably what the Browns or anybody else have looked at or wanted it to be, you know? Yeah. Um, Agreed. 
he's has the worst QB rating so far this year. Below Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky. Rip. And then uh, Baker Mayfield, 16.8 QBR is the second worst by any quarterback to start in each of their first five games of the season since tracking began in 2006. Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. (laughs) And then who else would you think would be on there? Another Brown. Manziel. Kaiser. Deshaun. Deshaun Deshaun Kaiser. That's all I got on Baker. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe, again, maybe it's a coach. Yeah, I'm done giving him the benefit of the doubt, man. I'm sorry. I mean, he had two good seasons with the Browns. They went to the playoffs that one year, too. Yeah. Yeah. But the Browns had a pretty solid. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess it kind of wraps up their whole Carolina discussion as a whole. Yeah. Carolina's just not in a great spot right now. But you're kind of trending upward because you fired Matt Rule. So. Maybe it's a reset, not a rebuild. Yeah. Some claps for you guys. I like that. Um, I guess we finally get into our fantasy stardom Weekly pick-ons. topics now. Presented by, insert uh, what, here, you know. Insert future sponsor. <laughs> yes. What, what's NFL? TBL what's Media Group LLC at gmail.com. Castrol Edge. <laughs> or new era new era is that um, what it is now let's go through some star i have a stardom right now all right i got gabe davis against kansas city now Ooh. here i'm kind of just the riding bills and the chiefs are playing bills when, and chiefs when again is this game is this sunday game? right it's, it's not even prime time i think it's like no. a noon game it's oh. three three o'clock three o'clock the prime time games the cowboys at eagles i think which I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I kind of see why. <laughs> I, I could throw that prime time. I don't think it's Bills Chiefs, but I mean, division. It it's more worthy than Commanders and Bears, Bears oh. on a Thursday night game. Or the Broncos and Broncos. Oh, sorry, no offense or anything, lame. But you gotta watch the Broncos on prime time again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, at least it's a division game too. I mean, That's true. Dude, what did I say last week? The Chiefs and Raiders game. Division games are always close in the AFC West. Yeah, it's true. Somehow. It, it'll not last year. It was like forty-eight to nine against the Raiders last year. Yeah, I turned it. it, it I turned the, I turned that game on. The second I turned it, I turned it off. The second I turned it on. <laughs> but uh, I'm starting Gabe Davis because I'm simply just riding the uh, the hot hand here, and the fact that last year at Arrowhead, four touchdowns, four tutties, in the playoffs, and you know what? Four. He's like four receptions, like 170 yards last week, 180 yards. Two touchdowns, thanks to my fantasy team. You know, I'm definitely starting him this week. He's a definite start at Arrowhead, especially because I think Kansas City's ranked like 25th against the pass right now. So I think, yeah, that's my start. My first start him. Let me go with my other start. Oh, too. Thank the Lord we got rid of Mike Hughes and Dan Sorensen, bro. Well, <laughs> that's all I gotta say on that. Um, yeah, I'll give I'll give a start him. All right, all right. This week, I'm telling y'all because I got him on my team too. I'm starting George Kittle. All right, Kibbles. Um, he struggled this year. He was <laughs> injured, missed like first two games or something like that. Are you talking about that left tackle with the long hair? <laughs> <laughs> hybrid O-lineman? Yeah, no. Um, he's coming in um, facing Atlanta, who's ranked 28th against points, giving up the tight ends, which, you know, that's pretty low. Um, last week I thought he was going to have his breakout game, but no, this week I'm calling it. I'm banking on you it. You heard it here week. first. All right. Did he not have a good – I thought he had a decent game. He – uh, I I think he had a. Who they play? Game. They play. I think he got close. Panthers. 
Yeah. Uh, I got to find which league for I have. For some reason, in. I thought I was looking at stats, and he had like five catches for yeah, he 50 yards or something. 7.7. That's, that's serviceable for like a low-level tight end. A low like, tight yeah. end one. But, I mean, this is George Kittle. This is a guy that previously held the most yards in a season by a tight end. You know, it's supposed to be a yak monster. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the dude's an animal, but I think the 49ers have had him blocking way more than they've sent him out receiving so far. But I think against Atlanta, I think this is the week that changes, and I think Jimmy G finally starts looking his way a little bit. Let Kittle cook. You heard it here first. Let Kittle cook. Um, I like the kettle. Kittle, kettle. Like Kibbles? Cook, kettle corn? You're, like you're cooking in the kettle. Kettle corn? Let the kettle cook. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Kettle. All right. All right. Um, so I've, I wanted everybody to start uh, Damien Harris last week, you know? Yeah. He ended up getting injured. So Ramondre Aww. Stevenson comes in, drops 20. Okay. I owe you guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know who I'm starting this week? Stevenson. Um, Stevenson, yep. Yep. They're going against the Browns, which have Detroit now has a 29th ranked uh, defense when it comes to running. They're giving up the most points to running backs. Cleveland ha- is 28th, so they're like one step above. So, uh, assuming Stevenson plays the whole game, you know, he'll probably drop 20. All right, all right. I think that's fair. I got my uh, my final starting real quick, and I'm finally hopping on the train, boys. Is this was me putting on the conductor hat? All right, all right. I'm hopping on the Geno Smith train. Oh, I think it's time to finally move. He's on my bench right now. Be honest with you guys, <laughs> but I think it's time to move Geno Smith to the starter role. I mean, just his, he's the sixth ranked QB on yeah. NFL fantasy. Can't argue with stats, man. He's averaging 19.5 a game. His last two weeks, he had. He put 31 up against the Lions, 24 against the Saints. I mean, look at stat, nine touchdowns, two picks this year. I mean, he just he's looked like a starter, and I think we'll start him. I think this is the time. He's there. Imagine if he never got his lung punctured. I mean, could still be the starter in LA. <laughs> That was Tyrod Taylor. Oh, that was Taylor. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, dude. It's okay. Why don't you think, thank you to that doctor because now we get to see Justin Herbert. True. Yeah, you're right. True. Man, that was embarrassing. But I think Gino's going to get into yeah, the Cardinals, and he's like, the they're like the 26th yep. rank, 25th. 25th rank. Granted, Gino Smith the has had the other one. he's had some pretty, pretty um, advantageous matchups over the last few weeks. I mean, he did play the Niners' defense, but only scored six points. So until I see him against another good defense, I say you start him, and then you know. Yeah, he's starting this week for sure against oh, that Cardinals easy. defense. I'd start him this week. Um, next week against the Chargers. I don't know, Chargers, this says they're the 20th ranked, giving up points to the QB. So but, middle of the pack. I think you could have another test there. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I like that. I do start like that. him. All right. Um, my second and final start, I only have two. I'm going with another Patriots player, Jacoby Myers. All right. Say that. And you were going to say that? Yeah. You're going two Patriots players? No, I was, he was on my list. I got you. Um, so, um, this is a guy I actually managed to pick up off waivers, um, believe it or not. In the three games he's played, he dropped 10 against Miami. But against Pittsburgh, he had 18 and a half points, and Detroit had 24. Um, see, 
I really liked his pickup, so if he's on waivers, definitely go pick him up. But the only thing I'm unsure of is if Mac Jones comes back. I feel like his production is going to drop. I'm, this might yeah. be a hot take right now, but I think future outlook, I'm taking Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones. He's honestly, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, he's honestly looked like a potential better quarterback than Mac Jones, who's been just a game manager to up to this point, if I'm going to be honest. Jimmy G level. Yeah. Right. And Zappi's like, he's like coming in and actually, you know, pushing the ball downfield. Like, Pickett's doing now with the Steelers offense, you know. Mm-hmm. He's getting it to his playmakers who the Patriots have been lacking, and maybe Jacoby Myers finally steps up to the role. I don't know. But I'm still liking him this week um, against Cleveland. So, let it fly. Let's ride. <laughs> oh, no. Now you know what I'm saying. <laughs> We're starting Cortland Sutton. I get, I've got him in my starting lineup. He's, I mean, he's just been really consistent. And uh, after we watched the ending of that one game, you know, we obviously know Russell Wilson likes to look at him and throw to him all the time because oh, yeah. he, he didn't go through his progressions on that last play. Just straight up target him the whole way. Yeah. I think I do really like that because, uh, you know, I think he is Russ's number one target. And I think they've got the most trust and kind of, um, what's the word, like repertoire or something like that. So that's, I think that's your what you got. That's like your pitching rep. Uh, rap is it a rap report? Some report. R- report, yeah. Report. So I think once that offense actually finally does start, you know, clicking like it should, mm-hmm. I, I think Cortland's numbers will go up. I mean, he's ranked twelfth out of all receivers right now. Mm-hmm. I think he could finish top ten if they start clicking. I mean, looking at all these right here, whatever you want to think of it. Like how NFL fantasy ranks what teams give up the most points to each position, you know. The top five so far are all in the, all in the red. Every everybody except Las Vegas has been top ten. Has been top ten and allowing points to receivers. Yeah, Los Los Angeles uh, is twenty third, you know. And Las he dropped what sixteen against the Raiders, who was twenty first, but he also dropped nineteen against Houston. However, you want to judge that I'm praying that you know Russell Wilson gets it together you know this game the Chargers defense even though they got all these guys that look good on paper they're not points the greatest you're yeah. right they give they're giving up 23rd you know they're 23rd ranked when it comes to passing almost dead last when it comes to running you know no, I think uh, fantasy football like matchups I think that's what a lot of people like look at especially if you're you know kind of a fantasy football head you've been doing it a while because mm-hmm. these matchups can actually make a big difference yeah. so after the Broncos week nine bye I mean it's all, all I'm seeing is green man yeah. like there's the best team according to this is the Cardinals who are the 12th best when giving up points to wide receivers. But everyone else, I mean, Carolina's 17th. Everyone else is just back behind. Yeah. So I think, I, I don't know, I'm, I think he can finish top 10. So starting Cortland, just because Russ loves to throw Start him. him. All right, so we'll move on to the sit now. Yep. Um, I only have one, and it's going to be Miles Saunders against the Dallas defense. And it's because Dallas's defense has looked phenomenal against the Dallas's defense has looked great in general, but against the run, I think they're top five. If I think they're probably five, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, Micah Parsons up front. Obviously, it's going to be a really battle in the trenches this week against the Cowboys and Eagles, that O-line, D-line matchup. But I think Dallas's D-line is too much for that run game, and I don't think Miles Saunders is going to be a good start. Um, yeah, uh, I think Philadelphia is going to have to rely on their pass game a little more. And Jalen Hurts is going to have to step up and make big plays. Hey, I've been saying it for a while. I don't think they're legit, but prove me wrong. So that's this my sit This will be Miles a good Saunders. test. Who's that? Right. Yeah. Um, I'll go with my first sit. Going Najee Harris at Tampa Bay. <laughs> Man, dude, we're all we're, we're just like on the same brain waves here. Uh, I'll let you. Is he your only one? Or you got another sit him? Let, let me look. If, I, you I, you I can explain this one. I've got another one if you want. No, 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 you can explain yours. Okay, well, I, it's pretty straightforward. Um, I don't know. The Steelers' offense has been struggling, especially Najee. I feel like it's just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's getting, like, lots of separation, lots of big carries. And I don't know that he's gotten targeted. as Like, last year, I think the big thing for him was, like, his receiving game. I mean, you had him last year, Lane. Didn't he get, like, 19 or something targets, like, in one game or something? Insane amount, yeah. Like, I mean... He was Roth- it was Roethlisberger, yeah. but yeah, loads of targets. And so I think that upped his value like crazy. But this year, I mean, he's got a high of six targets, like five receptions. And that was the best game that he had against New England, 13.9 points. Mm-hmm. So coming against, um, presumably, I feel like, is the number one defense when they're all clicking Tampa Bay. Um, I, I don't think it looks good for him this week. So he's riding the bench. Mine's maybe a little bit controversial, but I'm going to say you guys sit Clyde. Mainly because you're going up against Buffalo. And, I mean, I know Mahomes is going to work his magic and score. You know, I, I think Chiefs probably win that game. We'll get into that. But he only scored six points versus the Raiders. And the Raiders, they don't have that tough of a defense. No, he, he really struggled. Yeah, he struggled really bad. He hadn't. Nine attempts for 15 yards. He couldn't get anything. Average 1.7. And the games where he is getting the most points is where he's getting a lot of targets. And granted, he did get a lot of targets versus... He got four versus the Raiders, but he also got 20 yards, which isn't that great. So, And he only got... He had two red zone targets. So that's within the 20. And... So he wasn't getting that many touches, and versus Buffalo, those are probably limited. Buffalo's got a good D line; they're a little Oops. thin in the secondary right now. So I think Mahomes probably tries to take advantage of that. I like it. Um, my sit, my second sit and final sit. I've got if he plays, Kyle Pitts. Um, he's a guy a lot of people were thinking actually might have been tight in one this season. You know, um, Florida guy. He's Florida guy. Um, I'm not dissing on Pitts anyway. This guy's got crazy potential. He's a freak of an athlete. But he just he just has not doing, shown up this year. Got to the Gator Chomp over here. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't play against Tampa Bay. But um, and defense is ranked, looks like top five. Um, and points given up to tight ends. Tomahawk chop. Oh, go Braves. Oh. But uh, defenses, top five, um, allowing points to tight ends. He scored a high of 3.9 points. And this week, coming to San Francisco, the ranked number four. I'm just I'm just not seeing it. 
I'm not. I think hats off moment. I'm not seeing it this week. <laughs> I don't. Know. I think and I think a lot of it comes back to quarterback play. Maybe Mariota's not just looking his way like he should. But I don't know. I'm I'm riding him on the bench this week. Got to go with the matchups. All about the matchups. All about the matchups. All about the matchups. Lane, you got any more? Or is that it for That's you? That's it. That's it. That will conclude our Stardom Sinem presented by Insert Future. Tom Cruise. <laughs> insert Future sponsor. All right. So that's time for our weekly pick em. Let's go. Yeah, get a little theme going. Uh, Lane had the records. I believe Lane is t- 20 and 11. 20 right? and 11 on yeah, my picks. This is only for two weeks so yes. far. Through two weeks for us, even though it's you week five, we d- we didn't start till you know, two weeks ago. Okay, this is our and last two two podcasts. Trace and I are nineteen and twelve each. Okay, okay. let's go ahead and start. Let's start with the tom- tomorrow night's game, prime time game of the year. The prime prime time game. Yes, yes, yeah. I like what you did there. Prime prime yes, game. Sir, you got the Commanders at the Bears. Six twenty. Well. 820 Eastern, 720 Central, 520 Pacific on Prime Video. What are we thinking, guys? I go ahead and tell myself I'm going to Chicago. Not simply because I think that Chicago is that much better, but Chicago has a better offense. And Does Chicago have a better offense? I, oh, no, I don't actually. I don't think they do, but I think Chicago's better defense, and they're playing in Chicago, and the Commanders have looked terrible, so I'm going with the Bears. And I think the Bears, let's look about favorites. Uh, line's even for tomorrow, so. Yeah. yeah. PK is even, right? Yeah. So I'm going with the Bears. I, I'm i going to take commanders on this one. Carson Wentz has, you know, still been Carson Wentz, but he's still got almost 1,400 yards and 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't discredit for discredit him for that. Um, that The Bears' defense is – they're actually really good at unpass yards, but um, I'm, I'm believing Brian Robinson – um, Chicago is allowed the 31st most rushing yards. I think, you know, Antonio Gibson, you get Brian Robinson some touches. I think I think they'll have a heyday on the ground. Um, defensive statistics, um, Commanders are about 14th best against the run, but Chicago's fifth best at running. So that part I don't know, but I'm still taking Commanders. Commanders are a little thin on the receiving side. Um, Jahan Dotson's out. Diami Brown, which he had those two touchdowns last week. It's questionable with a groin. So, um, I'm still going to take Commanders, and um, I think they win this one. Oh, Commanders were a play away from beat, upsetting the Titans last week. Yeah. Maybe maybe they got a chip on their shoulder. All right, moving on to the another game. I guess another game. Our... Slate of uh, noon games. We got the 49ers at the Falcons. 49ers opened up as a five and a half point favorite. You know, when I was looking at our review, the Atlanta ended up beating the Browns, which I thought was surprising. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're that bad of a team. Mm-mm. They arguably could have beat Tampa Bay, yeah. bearing. The, the very passer, questionable yeah. roughing the passer call. Yeah. So I don't know. They actually competed with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I I'm just gonna I'm sticking to San Francisco and San Francisco is a five and a half point favorite and I think San Francisco San Francisco covers in this one. So yeah. 
Their, de- their defense Simpson. is way too yeah. good. And Mariota has not looked good whatsoever. And I don't know if Cordell Patterson's coming back for this week. I don't know. but He's on IR. Yeah, so, so yeah. let's go with them. Landing your dog. Your dog pulled up. Oh, I'm going to have to settle this. All right, Trace. <laughs> Trace. All we wanted to come visit. Um, yeah, I'm taking San Francisco. Just like Tampa Bay last week, you know, their defense was pretty overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it was a really low-scoring game, I think. San Francisco holds Atlanta to, you know, where they need to be, and they pull it out. Yeah, I'm wait for a Lane's decision on this one. Um, I just, I'm just, I'm sure, I'm sure Lane's at, picking San Fran too. I'm just gonna sit here and for time's sake. Let's uh, I feel like we should move move to the next move, one. Move on to the next one. Lane, Lane's coming down right San now. Francisco or Atlanta. San Francisco. San, San Fran. Francisco. San Fran cover. Yes. San Fran cover. San Fran cover. Agreed. Ah, okay. The next game we got on here, we got New England at Cleveland. I know New England's looked better. Cleveland opens as a two and a half point favorite. I think it's a close game, a little more than three, uh, two and a half. And I think Cleveland wins this one. Cleveland gets back in the win column, just simply because of the running game. And the Patriots really have not looked good this year. I mean, they looked good last week against the Lions, but I think Cleveland finally gets on track. And I think Miles Garrett, is Miles Garrett coming back full healthy, still questionable, but. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Cleveland gets this one. I agree. I've got um, Cleveland taking this one as well. That that run game is, is something else. It really is. And I don't think the Patriots have the answers on offense right now to keep up or even stop that run game, to be honest. I know Belichick, he, he might pull some out and surprise me, but for now I'm rocking Cleveland. Yeah, Zappi hasn't looked bad so far, but... Browns are really good at running the ball. Defense is pretty evenly matched. And I think it they're just going to probably overpower them on the run. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got New England winning. Or not New England, Cleveland. Cleveland. All right, got our next game. Uh, we got the Jets at the Packers. I know the Jets have looked good. I'm going Green Bay. Green Bay is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. So, I think Green Bay finally gets back in the win column this week. They dropped After, that one yeah. to the Giants. I mean, they're overseas, you know, so maybe that played a factor. Yeah. Um, yeah Green Bay wins this one and covers. I'm taking the upset. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I don't know why. I've got a feeling about this Jets team. I think um, – I don't know. I think Zach Wilson, he's kind of getting into the flow of things, second-year man, coming out with actually – a pretty good offense. Brees Hall kind of breakout game last week. Yeah. You got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, all at receiver. You got weapons. The defense don't sleep on them either. They got Ashton Davis, I think is crazy underrated. Quinnen Williams, super good D-line. Um, what are you laughing at? Yeah, he pulled Ashton Davis out just because he had like that star dev on Madden. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Hey, he's pro- I know he's probably good. Um, Sauce Gardner looking pretty legit. I don't know. Sauce Gardner is pretty good. I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking Jets upset. Jets upset. Okay. At Lambeau. Interesting. Interesting. It's probably gonna be cold. Um, and I got a game on here. We got the Jaguars and the Colts. Uh, I'm taking the Colts. Jacksonville. They looked good for the first three weeks, but the past two weeks, Trevor Lawrence has kind of. Fell gracefully back down to earth and has played like prime Trevor Lawrence and has not looked good. So I'm going with the Colts. 
Close game, though. Very close game. I need I need to look at this Texans defense because after looking, you know, at Cortland Sutton, apparently they were like the best defense, you know. By who? Indianapolis. No, Houston. Oh, are you talking oh, Houston? I, I was going to see after the game that Houston played against I mean, Jacksonville, Jacksonville how great their defense is. But I'm having trouble finding it. They don't have no. They don't have that great of a defense. Terms and yards and rankings and stuff but like that. Yet Jacksonville hung thirty eight on the Chargers. That's like it's. it's I, I, I don't. I don't. Miss. I guess. Right. I don't know how. And that was at Jacksonville too. That was. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, but the way. Um, the Colts have a really good defense. We saw that versus Denver. Their offense. They're playing Denver as well, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor Lawrence isn't bad. Eight touchdowns and four interceptions, twelve hundred yards. Uh, he's been kind of hit or miss too. He's shown flashes of being that Clemson. that guy, that generational guy, but it just hasn't stuck. And I don't think this is the game he gets it back. I'm taking Colts too. I think the defense overwhelms him. And overwhelms him. And uh, is John- Jonathan Taylor playing? Yeah. They probably and the okay. Colts probably still got a chip on their shoulder from last year as well. You're right. So I, I'm taking Colts in this one for sure. Colts taking the Colts as well. Yep. All right. Um, can I skip skim through these real quick? Uh, yeah, Minnesota at Miami. Um, finally hopping off the Miami train. I think it's kind of they're starting to. I mean, they've looked good, Same. but without yep. Tua. I mean, I don't even know if it's really just without Tua. Tua just, or Teddy. They're yeah. Starting that Skylar Thompson dude from K State, right? Think so. Something like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm going Minnesota in this one. Same here. Minnesota, just because. I mean, their offense is looking pretty, pretty solid. Mm. All right. We got Cincinnati at New Orleans. I am going with Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati rides rides the ship. Gets back in one column again. I've been saying that a lot, but <laughs> since he's riding the Bengal tiger through the jungle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to the swamp through the bayou New, yeah through the, the bayou in New Orleans yeah. I agree I'm taking Cincy too uh, I think I, that offense has got to get back on track at some point I yeah. mean it, they kind of had one game where you know they looked better and kind of fell back in I think um, going into the Mercedes Caesars Superdome yeah. Caesars whatever it is Superdome now. or whatever it is people got to quit changing stuff man what <laughs> What was the most recent change that was just really controversial? Heinz Field. Heinz Field. Yeah, I don't know. It's not Heinz Field anymore, is it? Or Staples Center turning into the Crypto Kingdom Crypto, or yeah. <laughs> Crypto.com. Um, yep. No, anyway, I'm taking Cincy. You got Cincy as well, Lane? Yep. Uh, got another noon game. You got Baltimore at New York. Kind of tough. Going Giants on this one. Giants. Giants. Good. I think that defense has looked great. Offense still no, but that defense made that stop against the Rodgers the other day in the red zone. It looked great. I'm going with the Giants. They're Baltimore's five and a half favorite. The Ravens just beat the Bengals two. They're three and two. Danny Dimes. Yeah. Saquon's really good though. Dang, yeah, I. All right, I don't, I don't know, man. Giants have a top ten defense in terms of yards. Ravens don't have that good a defense. 
Is their defense not been? Let's see. I'm trying to what the. I'm trying to look at their schedule here and see, kind of some matchups they've had. And their defense really hasn't been great, but, I mean, they did hold the Bills to 23. Mm-hmm. Um, they held the Bengals to 17 last week. I think Ravens, I think they're riding the defensive uh, hot hand. Giants don't have a lot of offense outside of Saquon to speak of. Um, I think the Ravens can stick with it. Um, I think Lamar finally turns it on this week, kind of doing what he did in the first few games, trying to chase that bag. I'm taking Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Ravens. Just They seem a little bit more proven. Even though Giants, yes, are hot, but I'm just going to stick with the Ravens. I'm the odd man out here. <laughs> um, I might our, help you out. <laughs> I, I said 1 o'clock earlier because it says 1 on here, but I meant noon. 1 Eastern. Noon our time. 12 Central. Yep. Uh, you got Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's defenses look terrible without TJ Watt. They look lost. On Even a team that's supposed to be a like, defensive team. Yeah, they don't look good at all. And I think Tampa – I think this is the coming out game for Tampa. I, I said that last week, but this is the week they put up numbers. I, I feel for Kenny Pickett, man, playing the Bills and then Tampa back-to-back. Like, in his first, first starts, that, that's rough. Pickett but fence? Old Pickett fence is – Pickett to Pickens? <laughs> getting ran through. But now nah, I'm taking Tampa, too. Yeah. Tampa, too. Like cover, cover two, yeah, cover two, cover six. <laughs> we got our first 3:05 here. Okay, Central. Don't get mixed. Don't get mixed up. <laughs> we got Carolina at the Rams. The Rams finally get back in the win calm. Carolinas look terrible, so I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, uh, they're at LA too. Yep. As bad as the Rams have looked, Carolinas looked worse, arguably. Yeah. Everyone's probably lost over there because coaches fired. It, Rams seems like an easy bet on here, but uh, Vegas always knows more than we do. So mm-hmm. it's something, something fishy going on. There is. Uh, we got Arizona at Seattle. You know, oh. I we picked Seattle last week, and they didn't lose by that much. Was it? Was it a touchdown? Taysom Hill decided he wanted to actually he, play football for once. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Play every aspect of a football game. He's listed a rush for 140 or something. He's listed as a tight end on fantasy. Like what? <laughs> you I put know. him in your tight end slot. He put up 34 points. <laughs> yeah, I picked up. I picked him up before the week, and he's only projected like two. I saw he's on your bench, and I was like, oh, luckily I won. But Dude, didn't he like recover a fumble too, or something like that? He's playing special teams too. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. That dude's literally. Water. I saw him. He was giving water to people mid game. I'm pretty sure he he had like one of the craziest like all around stat lines. I'm while looking that up. I'm going Seattle with this one. I, I, I just at, think they're at Seattle. They are at Seattle, but that home field advantage really isn't a thing anymore. I don't think. And I think Seattle. But saying that though, Arizona's defense has looked terrible. Kyler hasn't looked good. I think Seattle. Seattle's had pretty good corners. You got Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen. Kobe Bryant, I think Tariq is pretty good. For how I think Tariq is he, pretty I, good. When I saw how fast he was, I'm like, oh, this dude's probably like 5'9", five, 6'2". Five, dude's got speed. Like him chasing down Taysom Hill the other day. Did you see yeah. that? Uh-huh. Made I think up everyone was just kind of worried about his agility, but yeah. he's honestly, like, <laughs> he's been able to lock some people down. Yeah. I mean, whether it was Russ back in Seattle for that first time, I mean, they're both the corners look really good. Yeah, yeah no, but, I'm taking... Go ahead. Well, they have Kobe, Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jackson on their defense. Tariq Woolen is a 
think he's top 20 on 20. Yeah, I think he's top 20 on PFF. I think it's going to, it's division rival. You're playing in Seattle. It's just, I feel like it's going to be a tough game for Arizona. Right. I, I mean, I don't mean to like join everybody, but I had Seattle pick two. Um, you know, Brett had Geno as the stardom. I think Geno's riding the hot hand. Yeah. I, you know, Kenneth Walker, I think, fills in admirably for Rashad Penny, which definitely sucks for um, Rashad Penny, you know, praise Again, up for him. Yeah. But we finally get to see why Kenneth Walker was, you know, kind of thrown up as potentially, you know, arguably the top back in that class. Um, he was that guy at Michigan State, that too. That guy. That man. But, no, I'm, I think Seattle's riding it in. Um Next game, um, oh, you know, Brett, you started. We'll, we'll continue our order for our next game. These next three games are tough. Yes, tough. We got Buffalo at Kansas City. This is a matchup rematch of the AFC divisional round last year, which we all know one of the greatest games of all time. Get some claps. Yep, yep. Great game. Great, great game. game. Great game. I'm hoping for another great game. This week, um, again, I think I think Buffalo just has Kansas City's number in the regular season. I think it's going to happen again this year just simply because Buffalo, I don't know, going into Arrowhead, that's tough. Three o'clock game, also tough. I don't know. I like If they match up later on in the year, you know, I'm thinking like postseason, Kansas City might probably do the same thing, but I'm going Buffalo on this one. This is because Josh Allen simply. It's tough, but I feel like Kansas City always finds some way to score just a ridiculous amount of points. I know, I feel like I've never seen them struggle to score points. Yeah. So no, maybe we, when they're just playing like the Broncos or Raiders and they just play. Dude, we do better against top-ranked defenses than we do against Lower like range. the Raiders. Like it, it, it's yeah. it's insane to me. But no, I agree. I think Buffalo, just like last season. Um, yeah, completely whopped us. I I don't think they'll completely demolish Kansas City, but for the sake of me being superstitious, I'm picking Buffalo to win so that way we That's can fair. make our run back in the playoffs like <laughs> we did last year. I, I'm surprisingly – I think I'm going to pick Kansas City. I don't know why, but it seems like their defense has picked it up a little bit and just be able to compete compared to like last – like a few years where it seems like you got no defense, but you're going to score 40 a game, you know. Buffalo's defense is pretty good too, though. But yeah, it seems like, like with the way Mahomes is picking it up with some of those other receivers, he's doing well. I mean, Travis Kelsey, had, he only had 25 yards receiving four touchdowns. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird stat line, yeah. yeah. We just made post that video about Kenny Pickett's weird stat line. I know. I think – this Travis Kelsey game, I think I saw a stat, was like obviously the fewest yards ever in a game that that player scored four touchdowns by like, I think the next closest player had like 98 yards. Jeez. Like to have four touchdowns. If uh, Did I explain that right? Yeah. So if that makes sense. The lowest amount of receiving yards for four touchdowns. Yeah, for a four touchdown performance was like 98 and then Travis Kelsey had 25 yeah. for four. <laughs> Oh, All seven catches, which I mean, Gabriel Davis had two catches for two touchdowns, 160 yards. Yeah, it's like a random right. loss that. Um, Gosh, so I got Kansas City. All right, under okay. our final two games, we got Dallas at Philadelphia. I'm going Dallas. Dallas's yeah. defense, going Dallas defense. Dallas takes the lead in the division and proves that they're the better team. And Philadelphia's a fraud. 
I don't think Philly's a fraud, but I think Dallas defense is too good to not mm-hmm. beat them. I'm uh, I'm taking Philly. I think I don't think Philadelphia is a complete fraud. I think their defense is legit, and I think their defense isn't. It's not better than Dallas, but it's not like insanely far behind. I would put Philly probably maybe two or three spots behind Dallas's defense. As far as offense goes, I don't think Philly's offense is the most legit, but I still think it's better than Dallas's at this point in time. Cooper Rush hasn't looked bad. Um, I mean, he's what five and zero as a starter or something like yeah. that. But it's not. It's no superstar offense that's going to be putting up crazy points. So in my opinion, I think Philadelphia's defense does enough to limit Dallas's offense to give their offense enough chances to score maybe 17 against an elite defense. I think this will be a low-scoring game. I think I'm going to flip on the head on this one. Oh, I convinced you. Okay. I just think Dallas's running game. Dallas has a good running game. Pollard's I don't, insane. I don't know if they've been challenged yet. That's a difficult part with both these teams, you know. They've been not challenged in the way, like, See, I'm gonna say Dallas has been challenged. I mean, they played the two Super Bowl teams. They played the Bengals and they went and played the Rams in LA too. True. Pretty much a home game for Dallas if you watch that game. But, but those are two teams that are having bad Super Bowl hangovers. But then they played the Giants and did beat the Giants though. The Giants defense has looked pretty solid, and just coming off that win against Green Bay, that adds to the Dallas win. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It gets really confusing because Philadelphia is kind of the same way, you know. Right, Philadelphia has had a cakewalk of a schedule. I don't think Dallas has had. I don't think they've had the real test either, in my opinion. Um, jury's still out on Giants. Their defense, I believe, their defense is really good too. I think that the NFC East is a defensive division this yeah. year by far. But as far as a team like that has proven to be able to put up points on an elite defense, an elite offense, neither of them have really played. So I'm kind of. I don't know. I'm. I'm anxious to see. Philly's offense has looked elite, if you will, but cakewalk schedule, I don't think that's legit. I think they're closer to middle of the pack, maybe slightly better. But I still think Philly walks it out with this one. Yeah, I just see a scenario in my head where Dallas has a hard time getting anything going versus, you know, in Philly with the way Philly's been playing. How I don't know how many points Dallas scored against the Rams was it like 18, 18-20? It was like 20-something. 20, 20, it was 10-26, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Wasn't it, But there was a sack return touchdown. 22-10, to 10, I think. I thought I was, But they did score a defensive touchdown. They did, yeah. But Pollard had that 50-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Take away those two plays, but I mean, it's all it's a game about big plays. Yeah. So, I... I see a bit, uh, scenario where it's low scoring, but Dallas just kind of gets stuck. It's what well, the record has to stop. Either Cooper Rush has to stop winning, or Philly has to stop winning. So mm-hmm. you know, well, f- you'll see it. True, true. All right, we got our final game right here. We got the oh yeah Broncos at the Chargers, and boys, I'm going with the old Chargers. Uh, there we go. There's my sound effect. <laughs> Lightning bolt for you guys. I'm going with the Chargers because I don't think that Denver, they're putting a, I hate to say it, Lane, but they're putting it back on primetime again. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't know how America's going to feel about it. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think the Chargers take this one, though. I don't think I see Russ 
you know, getting on the same page. Because even during the Raiders game, yeah, they were on the, they played good for a few drives. But other than that, there were so many mental mistakes made in that game where it's like three and outs and stuff. It's not like it was a good drive and then you get stopped, you know. It was like multiple three and outs. Mm-hmm. And against at LA, you know, versus a Chargers defense that hasn't looked great, but still good on paper, you know. And Herbert's still amazing. Broncos defense is good. I, I think Chargers win. I don't know. I'm, I know I realize this is at LA, but I mean. That stadium never has any fans in it. Let's be honest. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Nah. That they they have more fans than they used to. That's just old joke. But I don't know. I've got a real gut feeling inside of me. I've, I'm sticking with it. AFC West games, division games are always close. I don't know. I think the Broncos have had a little extra time to prepare for this week. Hopefully, Nathaniel Hackett's ran through every single situation in his playbook. He's got plays ready to call. He's got the guys on the same page. I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Broncos' offense. I think it clicks like it did against the Raiders. I think they finally look good, and that defense it keeps rolling. All right, I'm a believer in that Broncos' defense. All right, and I think they're able to limit the Chargers enough. I think the Broncos squeak out with one. I think they do. I think Does Nathaniel. Stearns get another pick. No. Uh, I think. No, Caden Stearns doesn't get. He doesn't give another pick. Herbert has a pretty good game in this one, but I'm I'm thinking Broncos squeak out last second field goal, AFC West fashion. Mc McManus. McManus. I think. Um, don't don't quote me on this, but I think that Keenan Allen. They're preparing Keenan Allen to play this week. He's back at drills at practice and stuff like that, and it, there was mentioned last week that he might come back. But he's limited today at practice. So I saw a report from what is it, the Los Angeles Times or whatever it is. Their football, yeah, the third that he's preparing to come back. So I don't know. I feel like that Pastor might. Pastor Tain got that on Locks Lane. Or Sir Tain looking like it. Hello. Is he is he top five corner? He looks really good. Actually, really what's he, good. What's he on PFF? Come on, look real quick. First, which I you know how I feel about. I think he's I, rated eighty eight. Uh, he's ranked third. Third. Charvarius Ward and Jack Jones are in front of him. <laughs> like it's <laughs> Ward. Yes, he was. I liked Ward a lot. I'm. I hated to lose him, but you got three Seahawks on the front. On the uh, I don't know how many people were on this list, but hey, you know who the highest graded defender in football is? Chris Jones, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Ronald Darby, he's on there. He's top ten. Kawan Williams. He's out. Darby's out for the whole season. Oh shoot! Yeah, and Bulls. I'm curious how Demari Mathis is gonna play because he's he's a little bit more of a aggressive corner. Jeez, but this Broncos defense has been looking so good, and they're missing what Darby now, Justin Simmons, Randy Gregory. Yeah, like those are three big players. Baron Browning having the highest win rate and pressure rate ever. Yeah, that's game. right. That's right. <clears throat> do, do you have the thing where you, you can look at all those, Brett? Uh, the players? Yeah. Like it's all pulled up. I have it pulled up, yeah. Dude, look look up Baron Browning. Baron Brown? 
Browning. Browning. He'll be a linebacker. I was just gonna, I'm actually going to look up the linebacker because I was curious about looking up those. Okay, we got... I'm not seeing him on here. On this front list, anyway. They only show top three, right? Well, this shows, like, top. I can't even... I don't even know how many it shows on here. Top linebacker, Matt Milano, Bobby Wagner, Demario Davis, Alex Singleton. Oh, I like, uh, top edge or top uh, end, I guess. Edge defenders, okay. Yeah, I'm not Probably seeing like My PFF hole. Oh, oh, of course. The top edge defender, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Micah Parsons. Max Crosby has looked very good this year. So, I will say that. <laughs> Baron Browning looks like... Oh, wait, that's 2020. I don't even have a grade for him on here that I can see. Well, I think that does wrap up our pick episode. <laughs> yeah. But hey, it was a good episode. You know, yeah, oh, this is the longest episode that we've ever recorded. An hour and a half. Jeez. But if you listen to this, thank you for listening to yeah, it. All the way. If you can make it through this entire episode, you're the MVP. You, really? you deserve a Count Dracula ice cream as we remember. Yeah. Well, well uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of wraps it up. I'm tired. I gotta go study for a test, bro. You gotta go take a test. I gotta go take a midterm, guys. Oh gosh. Hey, anything for the grind, though. I can, I can do it. We'll do it. We got it. You got to get it by midnight? Maybe by midnight, yeah. What is it right now? 11, 12? Yeah. Don't count me out. change your clock on your computer to Eastern or Mountain Pacific time, Mountain Time. <laughs> you just get an extra hour. I'm actually uh-huh. just going to blare Freebird and see how fast I can take the test. Freebird. All right. Well, All right, well so thank you guys for listening. Smash that like button. <laughs> no, nope. As all, you know, appreciate the listens as always. Um. Go give us a like on Instagram. We're putting out shorts. We got two of them out. On TikTok this one too. on Kenny Pickett. All you Steelers fans, if anyone's listening to this, go like it. If you're not a Steelers fan, still go like it. Good, interesting take on a young rookie quarterback. And I'm out. You got a few claps for the pod, though. Good, good episode, good episode, good episode. Yep. Appreciate you guys. We'll yep. see you in the next one. See you all next week.